0: Love, talk
1: Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Unexplained World Internet Radio Broadcast. With your host, Edward Shanahan, a paranormal, spiritual observer, and psychic reader, along with Annette, a high priestess, and psychic reader. The Unexplained World is a location where the border between the natural and supernatural may become nothing more than fuzzy, so enjoy. Hello listeners, welcome to the April 5th broadcast of The Unexplained World with your host, Edward Shanahan, that's me, and Annette. Hello Annette. Hello Ed. How you doing kid?
0: I'm feeling groovy, how about yourself?
1: Ha, uh-huh. we talked. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. A little back up in the pipes, and that's the oh, kitchen pipes, folks, not the personal pipes. The kitchen pipes. Pipe. So, yeah, yeah. So, we'll leave you <laughs> one of... Uh, Verify that fact. Um, Listeners, tonight, in a couple minutes, we'll be talking to J.C. Harris from the Haunted Bartonville Insane Asylum in Peoria, Illinois. The location, Ursula Bielski and I will be holding our Overnight Beyond the Veil experiences on Saturday, June 13th. And J.C. will tell us about what we may experience there. I suggest you turn down your lights and turn up the volume, volume of your computer as it times things do happen when we discuss things like this as i was informed by some and and that this will interest you where things happen on our last broadcast when we had the broadcast with the demon expert um chris from the historical society where things were happening with her computers and uh, that was just listening to the rebroadcast and i heard um you know i got uh, feedback on a couple others so, mm-hmm. and that you know, you and I for sure have to do a promo video. And
0: uh, okay.
1: Yeah, and we can't do the snow angels now, you know.
0: So, no, no jello wrestling between you and I.
1: You're just here because you know
0: I'll win. Well,
1: <laughs> I, I,
0: you
1: know, I've been known to lay down. <laughs> and lose oh
0: no those are just nasty rumors (laughs) hey
1: speaking of that uh, listeners uh, people are wondering where you know about me Ed Shanahan doing pro wrestling back in the 80s well um, I'm happy to inform uh, people that um, I've been told that if on ESPN classics I'm happy it's called a classic um, what is it Thursday Tuesday nights and Sunday mornings, at least central time at nine o'clock on ESPN and classics they do have a w a wrestling and uh just keep your eyes open for mickey shannon i've been told uh I've been on there a few times so uh, I got up this morning, went to turn it on was so tired I went right back to bed so um <laughs> I've been there i've seen it so uh I know the Sometimes outcome. know sleep is
0: more important than a lot of things
1: right <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah especially uh, recently. Listeners, before we bring J.C. Harris on, let me remind you that Annette and I on Saturday, May 9th, we'll be offering a special night right near the Indiana Dunes, a night for you to open up to the spiritual side. As we take you on a night, a walk through the woods that was all Native American land, and we'll end up at an Indian burial ground. And bring an item of a loved one who has passed away, I'll attempt to have you, not me, contact your loved one who has passed away. This will be special. More details on our website, hauntedhistoriclocations.com, or theunexplainedworld.com. And uh, like I informed in that today, people are coming as far as far as Memphis, and, uh, and we just have a, a few handful. Of openings left, uh, and that I think maybe next broadcast we'll have you explain a little bit more about what that's what's you know the location in that. How's that sound?
0: Absolutely, sure, sure. It's going to be a full moon night that night, so it should be a beautiful walk through the woods. Uh, we shouldn't even need flashlights at this time of the year.
1: Yeah, and we're going to start at a homestead and uh, uh, end up at the burial ground. And like I said, bring items out of An old homestead. trading
0: post, and then through the woods. Yeah, it'll be great.
1: Yeah, and it's right near the Indiana Dunes, so that'll be super. Also, um, also at the end of this broadcast, we'll inform you of our next show on April nineteenth. Special, different, and for mature audiences. Uh, listeners, by now you should have turned on your lights. And that have you? <laughs> I already got my start. I already, you know, an hour before the show started, things are going a little haywire in the house. So, um right. now you ready?
0: I'm, I'm ready sure bring okay, it on we'll bring, we'll bring
1: jc in let's see hello jc you there
2: hey I'm, I'm here ed how are
1: you i'm doing pretty good i'm doing pretty good hi hello. jc
2: hi ned how are you
0: fine
1: darling how are you
2: hey i'm doing wonderful talking to two great uh, people don't get any better
1: than this does it oh flatter will get, get you everywhere
2: hey.
1: talk <laughs> up a little bit louder jc okay
2: is that better yeah Okay.
1: Yeah, that sounds better. That would
2: just um, about the mud or the uh, Jell-O rest one.
0: Uh, so. <laughs> <sounds> good, huh? <laughs> I've done it before, and Ed wants a piece <laughs> of <jello>. am <laughs> <laughs> o
1: oh, yeah. Okay, neither one of us are going to touch that, J.C. Uh, <laughs> um, J.C., okay, we are going to be, uh, I don't know if I could convince Annette to coming out, but uh, we're going to be hold- holding our overnight Beyond the Veil mm-hmm. at the Bartonville insane asylum that you're associated with. Correct. Um I, I went to a website I and let me read off a couple things um about the place. It's an old abandoned asylum and what it says is the sounds of screams and gibberish throughout the halls can be heard. It has also been reported that on one floor in particular an angry man is heard swearing and threatening to have physically harm his interns. Sad Voices in one of the cemeteries. Um, we'll talk more about that. Illinois Asylum, for the incurable, insane. Mm-hmm. Households who were considered to be the most violent, destructive, and um, untidy patients in the state of Illinois. Oh. It, continued op- it continued operation until 1972 when it was closed for good. Um, in that time, over 70,000 people. With varying degrees of mental or physical problems, came through its doors. sun ended up in unmarked, unnumbered, in unnamed graves in one of the asylums' four cemeteries. The property has 700 acres, and over 20 of the original 33 buildings are still standing intact. So, um, sounds like it's going to be a very, very interesting night.
2: Oh, it'll be an interesting night. I can promise you that, Ed. With what and, you bring um, to the table, I'm I'm very confident we're gonna have a good night. What I to Tommy, table? do
0: you do you own the building or are you no, run the tours out of I it? How does tours. that work?
2: I run the okay. tours and do the promotions and all that. Richard Weiss actually owns the building. Oh, okay. I partner with him to try to on the on the paranormal side. My background's in paranormal, not in building owning. One thing I got involved in was to try to help them restore this building, because it's a okay. wonderful piece of history.
0: Is anybody living on the property right now, no. as a caretaker,
2: or no? There is no caretaker. We only we have one building. It's the old Bowen building. It was the original building built there. That's the only one that we actually own. There's still other buildings standing that were part of the original uh, hospital grounds, but they've been converted into other businesses and things like that. It Actually, sits oh. right in the middle of an industrial park in Bartonville right now.
1: It almost wow. is like Mantino, and there's uh. You know, a lot of Mantino well, has better. been has been converted into different businesses in right. there. it's
2: very similar to Mantino. Right, right. Yeah. And the, the businesses have very—they uh, have a lot of activity in them as well.
0: Huh. That was my next question. I thought so. <laughs> some of the
2: owners and some of the people that work there—they get a little bit more than they bargain for, especially on the night shift.
1: On the night sure. shift, huh? <laughs> what you got a fantastic tour. Um, we got it on our. Paranormal T V, uh twenty four seven, people go uh if they go to the Unexplained World, you'll see it right on the front page. Click on it and it'll take you to Paranormal T right. V. Also it's um it's a very I was very it's a daytime tour and even then it sounded uh creepy as hell, uh <laughs> the location. Mm-hmm. And uh we're gonna you know, we're advising people to uh come in there with an open mind. We're gonna have the ghost box with us, of course um we also had a video if people want to see what that's about that's under um the web page with the different uh videos on it, our website uh where we use the ghost box at Scott Mansion and Joliet at the Haunted mansion, and uh it's very responsive to me and other people when it's at a location and I can't just because. The Vlisca X Murder House we were at last year, and uh, I was picking up stuff. We did the Circle of Energy, and it was like almost Wanda who was with us thought we were actually going to bring up a demonic type of force um, with the Circle. I brought up the uh, killer of the people uh, at the Velisca X Murder House, and that became very, very interesting uh, Mm -hmm. because... As nut knows, I will entice. So um, it, was, it was very interesting. What are some of the experiences that people have had there, JC? Uh,
2: we've had all different types of uh, experiences, everything from uh, a lot of Class A and Class B EVPs uh, to audible disembodied voices. We've had full-body apparitions seen. We get a lot of shadow people, especially on the second floor. Uh, we get a lot of people touched, hair pulled, different things like that in the basement and in the attic. It's actually four floors in the basement, so five total floors. So
1: we wow. pretty much
2: get get all kinds of activity. And the thing is, the thing that you're going to have to be prepared for, and all the people that are brave enough to come along with you, is that you're dealing with with spirits of people who are mentally incapacitated or mentally, you know, diminished uh, mental capacity, and you know, it's hard enough dealing with people when they're alive that have, you know, that are a little bit off in the head. And you're dealing with the spirits of these people. It's it, it just really, it's wild. You're going to be overwhelmed with the sense of, of feeling. It, it, it's hard to, it's just really hard to describe. I'm anxious for you to get in there and just so you can explain to us what you're picking up and what you feel.
1: Hopefully they're not going to lock me up afterwards. Uh, well, I don't know.
2: know. I mean, you you got, you got to worry about that before you can get there, don't you?
1: Um, Annette, what do you think?
0: Well, you know, I'm curious, J.C., um, I've often heard, I mean, lots of people we've discussed things with on our show of the afterlife have said, you know, when people move past into the afterlife, they kind of leave behind those things that they were incapacitated with in the living form. Like, for example, they had Alzheimer's disease when they passed, they know everything and they're not incapacitated anymore. So it's odd for me to hear you say that the the, the spirits themselves seem to still suffer those well oh schizophrenia's or whatever
2: I think and that it's after that they cross through the light, it's after they go on yeah. is when is when they you know everything is fixed and everything is good. I think while they're still earthbound and before they cross over and while there's still spirits attached to the to this this plane that they still suffer from the same same diseases, same afflictions. Yeah. Same personality that they had in you know in in life. Yeah, and that's, that's the first
0: of, time I've heard that. It's very interesting.
2: But you know, I, I know for a fact that that a lot of places I've been, you know, in my ghost hunting experiences, that um like the ghosts will walk with a limp, you know, and things like that, just the same way they did when they were alive, and the personalities continue. Like I said, once they go through the light, everything is probably good. I've never been able to talk to anybody. Maybe Ed could give us a little insight on that, but. I, you know, my experience is if they haven't crossed through the light yet and they're still earthbound, that they still suffer from the same personal flaws and characteristics that they had in life.
0: That's very interesting. And you should know after walking through the asylum how many times, right? Oh,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: yeah <laughs> you know, tell me, I, I saw the video, mm-hmm. and I know they said that the, the basement, the room where the autopsies were done yeah, was the most haunted in the building is that right am i right about that
2: it's the most haunted as far as as negative and negative feelings all the floors have a different type of feeling I don't know oh. why but like each floor on the second floor we get a lot of nurses and residual energies from nurses third and fourth third floor may seem to be more of patients the basement seems to be more of, of a sense of dread and it's that's the that is the part of the building where most people have the most problems. A lot of people start going down the basement stairs and don't even make it all the way down and they turn around and come back up. they just start getting you're kidding me their, you know a lot wow. of bad feelings physically and mentally, and they just a lot of bad pictures in their mind and they just turn around and come back up we've had We've actually had to carry a couple of our um our tour guides up out of the basement, you know just being uh, psychologically attacked to the point where they were oh. unable to walk out. And in the
0: autopsy room where the people—I mean, essentially the people were already dead.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Obviously, the you know, nurses were the only ones that were alive participating in the autopsies. Right. But what residual? Well, you know, what entities would? I don't know. I'm having trouble understanding that when I when I heard, "Oh, this is the autopsy room," I thought, "Well, once you're already dead, it's not like you could be." I don't know. What's not your th- What's your opinion?
2: My theory is, and from what I've been able to okay. pick up. And and hopefully Ed can clear a lot of this stuff up when he's there with us. Is yeah. That there's there's a couple of spirits in particular that were patients, but they feel like they have to protect the other patients. And evidently there was things that went on in the autopsy room or in that in some of the rooms in the basement because they'd done some hydrotherapy and some other things in the basement that mm. may have at the time you know were, were meant to be good and you know but today by today's standards they were kind of cruel and inhumane treatment and i think that these spirits that remain down there are trying to protect the spirits that are trapped there from any further harm. And i think Okay, so not just
0: autopsy. From, okay. No,
2: not from the autopsy itself, but what we perceive as them attacking us is them actually just trying to protect the people that they care about.
1: Okay. You know? So if hm so you are pretty much the best bet is to uh for me anyways is to um somehow get out get out the, the feeling that I'm there in respect and peace and not I there to harm.
2: Think, I think um. that's what you need to do. Dealing with what these people went through in their life when they were at the hospital, you need to go in there, and this is what I try to do is to try to convince them that we're there to help them and we mean them no harm and ask them what they need us to do to help them and to help the other patients that are still there.
1: Well, I'm going to basically say, you know, like I said I'm there in peace mm-hmm. and basically um yes, in all cases as you know JC so you get your skeptics mm-hmm. and what you know to show the people that are with us that there is a spiritual side mm-hmm. whatever way it takes to do it uh, I'm game but to show them that there is a spiritual side on our on our chat board we're getting a request for me to ask you about the chapel room
2: okay the chapel room is in the basement. It's a room that we speculate as being the chapel where they held services there, and there's been a, a tremendous amount of activity in that one room. It's in, like I said, it is in the basement, and we've had, actually, they placed the uh, stuffed animals in there, and we'll have the stuffed animals will actually move around. You know, we've had, we've had it on video, we've had the animals move, the stuffed animal move, it'll turn around. It's a little Jiminy Cricket doll. So we've had it turn. Um, we've had people in there. And they'll put the light on it, and they'll see it, and they'll shine around the room, you know, shine the light around the room, put it back on it, and it's moved, you know, off the chair or something like that. But we've had a lot of activity in that chapel room. We've had uh, we've been able uh, to communicate with the spirit. But originally we thought it was a young child, uh, a young male child. I think we found out, able to determine later on, that it was actually a patient there that maybe had the mental capacity of a five to seven year old child, but he was a full grown adult. And he mm-hmm. is. Uh, we've later found out that uh, we call him Seth. That's what we believe his name was in life. And uh, Seth is one of the protectors there. There is another protector down there that's much more dark, and we're really not sure what his intentions are. But Seth is definitely a patient. Was a patient there, and he seems to to like to stay in the chapel room. And, and that there's, actually there's other, there's other spirits down there, but he's the most prevalent, overbearing.
1: Well we're gonna what when it comes to the circle of energy and at night, <clears throat> what we're gonna do is allow the people that are with us we've got a good amount of people already signed up good. Um, to decide where they want where they felt mm-hmm. the strongest presence at
2: mm-hmm. for
1: the circle of energy and uh, we'll take it by that from there now we'll we'll have access to the cemetery too, right?
2: We have access during the daytime. We're in the process now of negotiating with the city of Bartonville to try to take over the maintenance and control of the cemeteries, and hopefully by June we will have that. But as of right now, we can't go in there after dusk.
1: Okay. But we're okay. working
2: hard to try to get that remedy. We're, we're trying to take over, like I said, the maintenance and the upkeep on, upkeep on that with the agreement that we can go into the cemeteries respectfully, you know, obviously, you know. and.
1: hmm there's all underground uh, tunnels too. I yeah. Right? All the
2: buildings were connected with underground tunnels. All the utilities were ran. You know, the steam pipes, electricity, all that were ran originally through for all the building underground. And That there, there were tunnels still remaining that connect all the buildings. A lot of them have been blocked off by the city, or for other reasons. Mm-hmm. The ones going into our building have been blocked off because had trouble people trying to break into the building through the tunnels.
1: Okay. Actually, so we'll. Will we have any access to even the beginning of the tunnels?
2: You can access the first 10 feet or so. We really discourage okay. people from going down in there. It's very okay. tight and cramped. It's really hard to get into, and you're going to have to wear old clothes because you're going to get muddy and dirty if you go in there.
1: Oh, it's that bad. Okay. Yeah, it's because bad. they bad. Um, because there was some talk somewhere on one of the websites that they that used the uh, Tunnels to transport the dead bodies or something like that?
2: No, so. the tunnels, the, the, the steam pipe and all the utilities ran through there. The, the, the access through there wasn't wouldn't, wouldn't good enough for that. No, I don't believe that was true.
1: Okay. Annette, you still there, Yeah, uh,
0: yeah, yeah, I'm listening intently. <laughs> um, you mentioned that there are dolls set up. I saw in the video that there was one. I guess that's in the upper level where the women were kept, and I heard the tour guide say something that the women were allowed to keep their children until the ages of four years old. Is that? Am I remembering that right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, and that th- there was a doll up there. Tell us about that. Um, that the spirits of the in- inmates, or the ch- oh, I shouldn't call them inmates, of the patients or the children might somehow move the doll, or.
2: Well, we have a lot of uh, guests that come in there when we do the tours, and they'll bring balls and different toys and different things like that you know, to try to, to get the spirits you know, to move them or to play with them and things like that. So okay. on, uh, from time to time we do have, uh, we've had balls you know, go bouncing down the floor, on the floor by themselves, or somebody can roll the ball down the hall and it'll come back to them much, much faster than when they rolled it away from them. Uh, and the dolls, like I said, we do have, live like the doll in the basement, you know, and on the third floor we have them move from time to time. I mean, we do have children there. And the other thing is, you know, a lot of the patients, even though they were full-grown adults, they had the mental capacity of a of child. So really we don't know if it's children or if it's adults that's playing with the, with the toys.
0: Yeah, that makes more and more sense. Yeah. Hmm.
2: I don't think there were yeah. too many children that passed away in this particular building. There was a lot of passed away on the grounds, but not in this Particular building.
0: Okay. What were the ages of the patients? Were they at, a, did they, at a certain level did they come in, oh, you have to be 18 or was there something like that? No, no. There was,
2: you got to remember back in the, in, the, in the turn of the century, in the you know, turn of the 1900s, you know, that when children were thought to have a mental illness, they wanted them, a lot of families didn't want them there because of the shame or they just couldn't take the care of them or for whatever reason. So they came the hospital at very early ages, sometimes two, three, four years old.
0: Oh.
2: Um, you know, and sometimes, and actually if an adult was there, and, a woman and she gave birth, the chances are the child stayed there at least long, you know, until he was old enough to prove that, you know, he was not, you know, incapacitated or have any type of mental illness as well. You know, they're very Wow, but after, happens. yeah,
0: after being in the same asylum from birth until three or four years old, good, good luck. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, definitely. Because a lot of the treatment back then, as J.C. said, would be considered torture today. Yeah. You know?
2: I mean, they've done lobotomies in the hospital. they done all different types, you know, hydrotherapies. They would wrap people in sheets, you know, wet sheets, and let them sit in there for, you know, a day, day and a half, two days. They'd put people in bathtubs for two weeks at a time. You know, it's just all different types of therapies that they tried, you know, light therapy with different colored lights and strobe lights and, all different types of therapies that they tried, you know, trying hopefully, you know, to do good, but a lot of times they done more harm than they did did good. But that's how they learn, you know.
1: You you wondering if the nuts are taking care of the insane, you know, um, as far as the doctors go for what they were doing.
2: Now, one of the things that make this hospital a little bit unique was Dr. Zeller was the main, the doctor that was in charge of the hospital for the majority of the time. He was very actually he didn't come from the um, from the the mental. Uh, Side of the, of the practice, he was actually a, just a regular MD, and because he had a good political connections, they actually made him the, uh, the groundskeeper, the warden of the, of the hospital, and huh. the superintendent. And he was very humane. When he got there, the first thing he did was take all the bars and everything off the windows and make sure made took the bars and made a zoo for animals and used you know made cages out of the bars that were on the windows and everything. He liked to let the patients run, you know, roam the grounds almost free. He put in uh, work rehabilitation, if, you know, if they were capable of doing anything at all, he put them to work, you know, taught them a task, you know, give them something useful, you know, things like that. It was actually later on when the state of Illinois changed the laws that said the inmates couldn't do any work unless they were paid. Obviously they couldn't afford to pay them, so they had to stop that therapy. But the place was very, very progressive as far as they thinking. But there were periods of time that Dr. Zeller was away or after he retired that they kind of slid back and went back into some of the old practices.
1: Mm-hmm. We got a caller.
2: Let's
1: okay. let's see what the caller has to say. Hello? Caller area code five one eight. Hello. Hello. Yes.
0: Bye, this is Ed. Say what? I gotta go poop, lady. You go, sir. Stop being a. And I okay. think it's too difficult. To, maybe there's a bad connection. Yeah, you
1: somehow he got cut off, huh? It's funny how that happens. Okay, uh, <laughs> JC.
2: Yes, sir. How many how many
1: tours does this run almost nightly to have people there?
2: We do tours um, on Friday and Saturday nights. And right now we we've got well, like for example this in the coming weekend April 10th and 11th we've got uh, Patty Star and Chip Coffee there. We're doing a special event that night. At the end of the month we've got.
1: Um, well, let's let's keep with. Uh, I'm just asking about the tours. We don't have to give nobody else any other uh, okay. exposure unless they want to give us exposure. But, um, yeah, so you're pretty well booked on uh, weekends and stuff no, like that, that, I guess.
0: The
2: weekends of April 18th, we're open then, and most and pretty much the rest of the summer, except for the weekend you're there. We, okay. After your event, we, we really tried to limit, you know, the number of events that we're holding after that. So after that, okay. you know, we'll be pretty wide open.
1: Okay, cool. Um, yeah, and you and I talked about maybe doing something together too.
2: Yeah, we've got some other future. events I'd like to get you in. Uh, some other locations I'd like to get you in. With your, yeah, company. let's. I mean, I could learn a lot from from what you can tell me. So I need to get you in this location as well as you know a couple others.
1: And that you uh tempted to come on out?
0: I sure would <laughs> like to have you. Well, tempted as I may be, it's rather hard for me to leave the little ones <laughs> way out here in Indiana, drive to Peoria for a night. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. But send the what?
0: spirits my very best wishes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, JC, I think we're gonna vi- we're gonna have the Latin American Paranormal Society with us. They're gonna uh film and do somewhat of a documentary on our night there. Um I'll be doing some filming. Michelle is planning on coming out. Um she's our spirit seer and um feeler like I am. Um Amy is there's a possibility she emailed me the other day about it that she may be showing. She's the Native American who opened me up. Um of course we got Ursula and her tools in there. I believe uh Wanda's gonna be coming out too and assisting with uh the people there. Uh, you will also have a couple people there besides you, right? You're you're going to be there that night, right? Yeah, I'll be there,
2: and we'll have a historian there, and we'll have some people there for security just to make sure that no one comes in the building or interferes with your guests and, you know, and what you're wanting to do.
1: Okay, good. Um, now, video cameras, photo, uh, photo cameras, recorders, all the tools, you suggest everybody bring them with them when they do I- come out to you.
2: Suggest they bring all that plus a flashlight. Yeah. And okay. And you want to bring a, ja- a jacket because even in June at night, you know, sometimes it gets chilly. There's no windows in the majority of the building, you know, and there's some good breezes there there. So, you know, might always want to bring a jacket. And we we do have concessions and things like that there. So.
1: Okay. What What is your What's the website for your your place? It's
2: www.ghostasylum.com.
1: Can they see the tour there?
2: Uh, no, it's not on there yet. They need to go to your site.
1: Yeah, go to uh, the Unexplained World and click on uh, Paranormal TV. We also have it on the de- on-demand section, so you don't have to w- wait and watch the whole TV. We have it on the on-demand section of Paranormal TV. So that was just added this Saturday. So uh, it's um, we're going to probably start the tour around 11 or 12 that night, J.C., Okay. And uh, I'm I'm just I'm just I'm just as I talked to the I don't know what I will be walking into at all, and uh, that night so it should be very interesting when we were at the Veliska ex murder house um, I was getting hurt there were strange things happening
2: uh, you're going yeah. to get attacked here but it it's not going to be malicious mm-hmm. they're just trying to get your attention.
1: Oh, I firmly believe in that. I firmly believe in that, and i we have we've had guests on, and I basically believe that more than anything, spirits are seeking attention, and uh, to prove they're there and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, they're just trying to get you to help, you know, to help them. They just they know you can reach out and touch them. And while you're there, there's some things that I need you to help me with as far as trying to get, to get some historical information that we're missing. And I think with your abilities, you'll be able to help us out.
1: Okay. Has anybody ever tried to use a a board, a board, spirit board in there? No. Okay. No. How do you feel about that?
2: I don't like them. Okay. I don't, I don't, <laughs> the majority of people that try to use them don't know what they're doing. I don't have mm-hmm. a problem with anybody that knows what they're doing, can protect themselves and protect those around them. The problem yeah. is that most people go in there unprotected, don't have a clue what they're doing. And all they do is bring down hell for me to have to deal with in the building later on, or with the people that's around them.
1: Okay. See,
0: Ed, I'm not the only one. <laughs> 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 just go, in, Ed. Just go in there with yourself. You have everything yeah. you need. Oh, th- I th- was just asking.
1: Ha- do the job. I was just asking if anybody ever brought a spirit board in there. I don't because care.
0: They, they it's do, such they're... an innocent question. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like you're gonna have plenty enough to deal with. Lots of folks to talk to when you get there. <laughs> yeah. You won't be lonesome.
1: I um, <laughs> what um, when I was there was a I shared it I believe on the last program. There's a place up here in Illinois, Chicago, up north. That it deals with the uh, mentally handicapped and physically handicapped. Beautiful place, I gotta say. If you give them ten stars, you can for the way the treatment of the the people there, the clean, you know how clean the place is, spotless. Actually, spotless. As the first place you should look is in the corners, and the place is absolutely spotless, and the people were fantastic. And when I went in there, I had to go there for business reasons, not mine, but for a corporation. Um, I was at JC. I think I shared it with you, with the emotions from all different directions. All different, you know, the, the adults, the teenagers and that, they couldn't say nothing uh, personally because of the condition they were in. But, boy, was I picking it up uh, with the feelings. So I could just imagine what this is going to be like this night.
2: You know? It's going to be intense on you.
1: Okay, okay. Hmm. Cool. Cool in a way, you know, I, Annette, you th- I, I think I should actually carry a camera myself. Yeah. Just record what I'm doing, what I'm feeling, and everything else. What do you think?
0: I think that's a good idea. I think you should have lots of good rest before you go. Yeah. Make sure when you're, you know, driving back and forth, you got two or three people who can switch off driving and all that, because you're going to be drained.
1: Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, we were from Velisca, I know that.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember that. That's why I'm thinking this is probably one you need to plan ahead for too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. How about if I find you a babysitter? Wanna go? <laughs> no. <Okay. laughs> Annette, uh, JC, Annette doesn't tamper on that side of things. Uh, I,
0: hey, I respect the dead. You know, I don't need I do to.
1: Too.
0: Well, I I just don't need to wander through an asylum to know that spirits are there. You know, I am well, already a believer. I don't need to be proven. <laughs> it does, it's okay with me. You know. <laughs> There's yeah. a couple
2: of spirits I think that are still there that would like to be that would like to leave. I think that they're being held there by some of the more dominant spirits, and I'm hoping with Ed there that we'll be able to help a couple of the spirits leave.
1: Well, the one thing I don't do, okay, mm-hmm. and that came by way of uh, <clears throat> what Amy trained me, or you know, with being a Native American raised on a uh, reservation. Mm-hmm. I personally will not attempt to release a spirit, mm-hmm. okay. That's just my thing. I can tell you what's going on, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But, um, I, don't I don't
2: would. Well, I do. Yeah, see? And, but yeah. there's a couple of dominant spirits there that, that I can't get around, and I'm hoping that you can keep them entertained long enough. Maybe we can help one or two of the other ones cross over.
1: <laughs> I'm curious if I'll be able to describe them, because I've uh, I've come across that situation before when I've described the spirit. Uh, uh, well, a couple of things, curious. yep. Yeah.
2: I've been very vague because I wanna I don't wanna taint your impressions before you go right. in. Mm-hmm. Mhm.
1: And the thing also is with the circle, a lot of people when I the people I put in the circle, I'll pick up the ones I'll attempt to pick out the ones that are very sensitive also.
2: Yeah.
1: So um that's part of to, the circle.
2: Because I haven't been to one of your your circles yet. How do mm-hmm. you distinguish between the spirits that are in the building and those that came might have came in with some of the people that's in your circle? from time to time.
1: Basically we've um pretty much hit on the spirits that are in the building. Mm-hmm. At the Melissa X murder house, yeah. uh we picked up on one of the little girls. Um then when uh the killer made his presence known, um, she the little girl kinda hit one of the little girls that were murdered. Okay. And uh when I started describing him and showing him that there was no fear among us, mm-hmm. okay. The little girl did make her presence known again. Yeah. Uh, what we also did was, unknown uh, to us before, you know, during the circle, there was a couple there, a husband and wife, up on the second floor. They put the uh, uh, tape recorder of of theirs in the closet of in the room where the boys were murdered in. So we didn't know that, and uh, we're going through the circle and all that. We finished the circle. They went upstairs. They told us to come with, and they pulled out the tape recorder. And you can hear my muffled voice downstairs, you know, doing a circle. And um, basically when I, you know, make contact with the the killer, um, you hear that, the muffled part, and all of a sudden, this is clear as me on this phone right now. You hear the, the wife jumped husband was startled All we all basically were startled because all of a sudden you hear get out of here you know and uh yeah so uh that was pretty good um that you're was good so
2: asylum, you're, you're probably they're probably going to call you by name
1: oh we have that with the ghost box yeah that's no problem we have that with uh that won't surprise me at all the ghost box i would never use for I know some people use it to do readings with, you know, to attempt to contact loved ones who've passed away for other people. I would never use it for that. But for this type of situation, yeah, it's, um, um, in the other locations, it's been good. Because, number one, I don't, you know, I don't want to tie in somebody's emotions to electronic device, okay, but yet, in an area or a you know location like your place or Villisca X murder house or the uh Scott mansion in Joliet it's fine. You see what I'm saying because it doesn't make a difference to the, anybody sitting there, okay? If it may be a spirit lying or falsifying who it is, okay? Compared to if I was doing attempting to contact let's say a loved one of a person named Jean, okay, mm. and some voice came across. We wouldn't really be able to distinguish if it was actually her loved one or another spirit. You know what I'm saying?
2: I know exactly what you're saying. I'm re- I'm really glad to hear you say that because most people don't realize how many times the spirits lie to them when they communicate with them. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That happens.
1: So sometimes. there's no harm if it's falsifying who it is and it's not related to anybody there. Okay, leave it have It's point jolly. Point. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It depends on what type of entity you're talking about you're dealing with, too, though. Hmm. So,
1: But that's what I mean. I mean, you know, it doesn't, uh, once they act up that way, fine, we leave it when we leave um, mm-hmm. or when we show off the ghost box. Mm-hmm. But, um, and, you know, when the people leave, you know, they can shrug it off, they can take it as they want. But, you know, if I'm playing with somebody's, you know, if I'm dealing with somebody's emotions and it's playing with them, that's a whole different, you know, Whole different factor there so i re- I would never use it for doing somebody on a personal level yeah so but okay
2: okay well can you kind of go over with me what you'll do during the course of the night because we had not had a chance to talk about that a little bit i'm sure the listeners would kind of like to know kind of you know describe you know we'll do i guess you want us to do a historical
1: tour real quick oh or... yeah you do the historical tour mm-hmm. um Ursula will take a group of people. What well, we usually do at a location, Ursula will take a group. I'll take a group. Um, she'll go through using tools and stuff like that. Right. We have Wanda there, so she may take a group. It may be a night where I'm wandering between groups and right. between floors. I've had it. Um, um, where was it? I can't remember the place now. But we. Um, it was like a three-story place here in Illinois. Um, in the south, no. Was it Illinois? I buck wherever it was, and uh, a lot of times people just wander with me, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and uh, we'll compare experiences and stuff like that too. So um, it all depends on what we feel when we walk in there, JC, okay. you know. And uh, but like I said, we're gonna have three or four people, uh, the Lap dudes or probably the Lap guys, Latin American Paranormal Society. Will probably wander some on their own, and uh, the real great guys. And that's met them a few times, right? Isn't it?
0: Oh yeah, they are really nice, and so you know, in the background, they kind of just blend in. You know, <laughs> yeah. they're not the guys who are really in your face, or they just blend in and get their work done very seriously. Um, you know, not they follow all the rules that you have about the building or whatever. They're awesome.
1: And we have a, uh, they also have a feeler with them, a spiritual feeler. And um, me and him kind of work together, too. We've right. done that at a couple places. So uh, we were at one place. Um, by Annette? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, the, out uh, cemetery. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, where the burial ground And the burial ground is. And all of a sudden, JC, out of nowhere, appears, like, what was it, Annette? Like six teenagers, okay, walking down the trail. Mm-hmm. And they walked up to one of the lap guys. And this was at night. And they're talking to the uh, lab guy and ask him about the tools and the equipment he had. Okay? Because mm-hmm. they got equipment, that's for sure. And uh, they're talking to him in Spanish. Okay? They're one kid.
0: Because they're Latino, so they're all speaking Spanish. Spanish speaking yeah. men, yeah?
1: Yeah. And uh, when they left, um, and they, he took a couple pictures of them. When they got home and they played it back, okay? Yeah. The teenager was talking to him in Spanish. On the tape, it came across as English, number one. Really? Okay. When they took pictures of the teenagers leaving, okay, all you could see were six orbs in the pictures. Couldn't see the kids. All right. Huh. I think they were, what, Annette, about two minutes in front of us. We left about two minutes after they did. Okay. And when we got out to where, you know, basically the road was, all right. There was nobody there. <laughs> so who knows, you know. But uh it was oh. a nice exp- it was a nice experience for the lab guys. So uh it should be a very interesting night. It should be very interesting.
2: It will. I can promise you that. you you'll be And once we see the layout
1: of the building and go on a tour in there, uh me and Urso will decide then how we're gonna break it up okay. and do it. That's we we do work uh real good together with the locations and stuff.
2: So you'll have whatever so, support you need from us. Uh, like I said, there's some things that in particular I'd like to get from you, information regarding some of the patients that were there, and some questions I think you can help me with. Other than that, I'll leave you alone.
1: You know, you might want to. I made us ramble lines, so you may actually, you know, want to bring a tape recorder with, you know. so I will. Or let,
2: we'll, we'll, we'll record it as well.
1: Yeah. So, um, J.C., you're, uh, you're a little Give us a little bit about your background,
2: all right well, I've been a paranormal investigator for several years. Uh, got into it uh after the death of my nine year old son I kind of got into this just uh as reassurance to me that there was an afterlife and I would indeed see him again and, and we'd know each other and uh, I'm convinced that by of that now um, I did get into a situation a few years ago where I was antagonizing and provoking spirits and actually became Obsessed almost to the point of possession or to the point of possession uh, by a demonic spirit Had to have an exorcism Had a catholic archbishop perform an exorcism on me a few years ago So that's the reason I'm a little bit particular now And then try to make sure people understand what they're doing Or at least understand some of the ramifications about what they're doing And how important it is that they protect themselves And not get involved with anything that they don't understand
1: Okay Uh, How long have you been... um doing this would you actually say
2: um really heavily into it for about four years five years yeah I guess about five years now i mean i've been doing it on and off for about 12 years but really in the last five years i've been doing it quite a bit now i'm doing i've probably done 300 cases in the last two three years actually more than yeah. that i do okay. a lot I- of uh, residential houses you know go out and help people and then I spend a lot of time going behind other groups or groups have went out and done things to actually stir up trouble in the houses, and I get to go out and try to help calm them down.
1: You're the cleanup guy, huh?
2: Sometimes, yeah. That, I've got uh, a good group of people I know that I can call in for support if it's anything really bad, and, you know, can we clean up?
1: <laughs> well, here's the thing you might be in. I don't do houses no more. Mm-hmm. I, um, I just... Cause the last one I did um, went in there, and the lady wanted more than what was actually there, and yeah. I said, "You know what?" I
2: that a lot. Yeah,
1: <clears throat> yeah, and it's like I've had it. You know, I'll stick with the public places, places like your place and stuff like that. Um, but so that's where I'm at. I don't. So I don't go up. I don't go out and store up trouble <clears throat> in people's houses. Uh, no, I know <laughs>
2: that. I know that. I respect what you do. That's the reason you're going to my building.
1: Okay. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, that do you have anything?
0: No. You know, the only thing that I thought was just kind of fun (laughs) after watching the video, I thought I'd bring it up at the end, was I I heard the tour guide said that they were going to use part of the building um, to hold wedding ceremonies.
2: Yeah, that's something we're talking about. We would like to be able to do that. We're trying to get the the, uh, the approval from the city of Bartonville or from the village of Bartonville to be able to do that. We just think it would be something cool. But yeah. uh, just to be able to offer that, there's a lot of people that are into that type of stuff and give them a, a, a place to hold a, a really cool wedding. I mean, it's, just, it's something to tell your grandkids about, you know.
0: Right. <laughs> you couldn't get the in-laws to show up out of fear, but. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Maybe that's the reason behind it. Who knows? Maybe.
0: <laughs> but, uh, the
2: building's a very beautiful, old, gothic-looking building. It's kind of menacing, you know, and it, it it's the perfect backdrop for a wedding.
0: Sure, a gothic wedding, absolutely. My husband and I were married on October 31st, so I I understand.
1: (laughs) Listeners, you can, as I said, you can go to theunexplainedworld.com. Right on the front page will be um, a link to Paranormal TV 24-7. In the the on-demand section, we have uh, a video of the video tour that we've been talking about. And also, if you go into the events section, upcoming events in there, we also have the video there, and it's also at hauntedhistoriclocations.com. You can view the video there also. JC, I'd like to say thank you well, let for me being on. One thing.
2: Let me add one thing, Ed, okay? Okay. Uh, I just want to tell all the listeners that we do our weekly tours and everything, and, and we'd love to see them out there anytime and, and over and over and over. We have a lot of people that come multiple times, But I want them to remember that what – what they're going to be able to experience when you're there is something that we can't offer them on a on a regular day-to-day you know weekend visit. You know, to have somebody with your ability to come in there and be able to connect and make the connection with the with the spirits that are in this place is is pretty special. That's the reason I'm looking so forward to it. I just want them to realize that you know what the opportunity is there for them. What, you know, what they can experience. So,
1: thank you for that. Um, let me say too. Uh, there's a uh, a person in chat, a piece of space is his name or their name, and remember what I said about uh, strange things do happen at times mm. when we get on the subject. Uh, the person saying um, I'm hearing stuff, so uh, <laughs> cool. Uh,
2: well, hopefully it's a voice saying go to the asylum with Ed. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> 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 We only got a few, a uh, few, a few spots left, for, uh, listeners. So, uh, just go to the Unexplained World or HauntedHistoricLocations.com for more information, or just view the video. JC, thank you very much. Thank you both very much. Here.
2: Look forward to. seeing It's you and, been a pleasure, JC. Uh,
0: thank you. Be careful out and, there. All right. And
1: we'll yeah, be careful. And we'll right. see you in a few, uh, few weeks, really. So. All right. Well, good night. Oh, oh good night, sir. Right. Bye, bye. Hello, Annette. Yeah. So, I think it should be interesting, huh? <laughs> oh, I think it should be. Yeah.
0: I-, I can't imagine you guys wanting to spend the night there, you know, <laughs> in a cold, empty building. <laughs> just that alone makes me scared. <laughs> now, it'll
1: be June, so, you know, it won't be too cold. I'm just yeah. curious. As you know, I'm always looking for my, uh, for the ultimate experience. So, um you may it. get
0: it, sir. You may get it.
1: Yeah, then then I'll be done. I could just hang up and, uh, you know, You could just retire then? No, we could stop the locations and just do the radio show on the TV, maybe. Who knows? And the readings, the public the readings for people. But, um, no, nah, I probably wouldn't be done. Are you kidding me?
0: Uh, I miss, I miss <laughs> they,
1: I miss, I'm speechless on that remark.
0: Kathy, <laughs> are you listening to this? <laughs> no, she ain't. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. but
1: uh you know it it may be uh looking for the next one to top that then, but um, yeah, it should be very interesting. I am tell- tell you the truth, a little hesitant because of my past experiences in uh the place I said about uh, Northside north side Chicago, where they had to handicap uh people mentally and physically, so um and I do pick up on emotions and stuff like that, and uh.
0: Well, what went on there
1: wasn't pleasant emotions, and plus the people were incurable. But uh, yeah. so the countdown begins to June thirteenth. Um, it that's
0: what makes it so sad, you know, that those spirits were tortured and mistreated, you know whether it's yeah. in the name of helping them or not, ugh, it just makes it so much more sad, you know. And then they'd be well, stuck in the after, couldn't even get to the afterlife, or crying out loud
1: and the nice thing, too, is they're allowing, you know, like Mantino, they don't allow you in there or nothing. I know a lot of people have been in there by trespassing. Uh, too late in this game, in this stage of the game, they try to tr- trespass so I stay away from that stuff. So it's nice to have uh, access this way um, yeah. to a location like that. And you know what, I uh, want
0: you to do me a favor. When mm-hmm. you're out there and JC asks you to keep the bad guys at bay, I want you to do that so he might... I think he's got an idea that there's one spirit that needs some help to move on. I want you to be able... I want you to do that for me. Let Give him a little access to help if you can.
1: Do my best.
0: All right. You know? <laughs> do my, I
1: don't make no promises. Uh,
0: I know. I'm not saying you have to promise. I'm just saying, you know, yeah. do what you can.
1: Because uh, I don't know what's going to happen to me when I encounter what I'm going to encounter there. So... Uh, On our next broadcast, listeners, will be the subject of tantra, the ultimate magic power, with our guests, who will be Mark and Patricia, Um, and it's for mature audiences, power of tantra. Magic involves sex, so uh, make sure the kitties are in bed. I've always believed it to be the ultimate magic when used as such by two people or in... um, and that would you agree that even though it's considered a form of magic, it's one really never discussed? As it is, well, I
0: shouldn't say never, but it's, yeah, well, you know, sex is taboo, especially in America. Yeah, and but
1: I mean, it's like, you know, if, I don't know, yeah, I agree with you. In America, it's taboo. You talk about killing, you know, whatever, violence and all that stuff, but God forbid, don't talk about, you know, even... Tantra being ultimate magic. So we're going to bend the rules a little, and uh, well, that will yeah. be our discussion.
0: Din um, the lights, play the soft music, light the candles. Yeah.
1: Bring out the wine.
0: Yeah. I may
1: ask you what you're wearing at night. Who knows? <laughs> but, I may not uh, tell
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but the two people, our, our guests, Mark and Patricia, they are experts on the subject. Uh, they've been on TV news shows and stuff, so you're not getting those, you know, some book read individuals. These are people that um, are, res- you know, highly respected in the field of tantra and the and the teaching of it. So they'll be on there, and it should be fun. a um, uh, Full moon. Oh yes, May 9th again is a full moon night. We got people coming in from Memphis, and we'll be providing a special night experience for those who join us. And uh, taking you on a spiritual journey, right near the Indiana Dunes, from a historic homestead to an Indian burial ground. Mm-hmm. Details at hauntedhistoricallocations.com and on unexplainedworld.com. We, I've been there a few times with you on that. And uh, mm-hmm. this is, is the extended
0: tour of this particular wood cell.
1: Yeah, we'll be
0: taking we a. Usually, different, just do the cemetery, but we're gonna we're gonna do the whole gamut this time so people can really get the feel of the paths that the Native Americans would walk, you know, in their work, in their daily life. Um, and then the the early pioneers who were involved with them as well, and they worked together in harmony. So, I, you know, we always get a good feeling out of the woods. And,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, this is not the scary tour. This is the really spiritual opening up. Open. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. And we'll work with um, the people that attend. It's limited to the amount of people. We're basically, um, I guess you could say, halfway full, and uh, which is sweet. We, uh, like I said, bring an item of a loved one who's passed away. I've got a couple, I got a manual that was handed down to me on how to assist people in opening up themselves to experience their loved ones. Usually I'm doing it for them. This will you know, hopefully allow them to do it. And we'll be doing that once we get to the um, burial ground area. And it's not going to be a rush-through walk, okay? I've been on uh, what I call a chain gang walk before up in Wisconsin. And it wasn't appreciated at all by me because I couldn't even stop and, you know, feel what I feel. And uh, so this will be a walk-through. Where I can actually feel for the individuals to be uh, actually able to feel. And um, usually when we do this, I provide... Uh, a couple dowsing rods, whatever, uh, bring your cameras in that, and uh, we'll see what happens, right, Annette? That's right. Yeah, and uh, drive by the dunes and it will be a full night, a full moon night, so they'll make it special also. And that's May ninth. details at the websites I mentioned. Annette, thank yes. you. Oh, thank you, thank
0: Ed, you very- as always. Great show.
1: It went fast, and uh, I will call you in about four minutes, okay, kids? Okay. Good night, everybody. Blessed be. See you all May, uh, April 19th. Good night.
0: Good night.